Hello, listeners. My name is Mark Ranger, and I am the host of the RBFTT podcast, also known as Ranger's Battlefield for the Truth. My podcast is currently on Spotify and Anchor FM, which this year was bought up bought out by Spotify podcasters. You can keep up to date with my episodes by following me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, <clears throat> which is now called X. Another way you can follow me is through my link tree page. You can find a link to the link tree on my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook bio section. Link tree has the links to all my social media accounts and any of the links to important information, other podcasters, websites, videos, documentaries, and or articles that I share. I expect that when the end of my days come, that I will die in my bed, surrounded by people that love me, faithful to first principles. But not all of you will have that luxury. Some of you may die surrounded by people who hate you, faithful to first principles in a government prison. And some of you may die faithful to first principles in a government town square to the sound of the government's trumpets blaring. When the time comes to make these awful decisions, you will know what to do because freedom lies in the human heart. And while it lies there, no army, no threat, no positivism nonsense can take it away. But it must do more than just lie there. Thank you for listening to the RBFTT podcast. It is Friday. September 15th, 2023, and being recorded today is episode 112, titled, America is Overdue for an Uprising. In this episode, I will be discussing why both Democrats and Republicans still don't understand that it's not blue versus red, but it's us versus the elites. And also, for the past few years, there have been talks of civil war and revolution. Uh, Where is the uprising? When will it happen, and why hasn't it happened yet? You know, for the past decade, but especially since the year 2020, after the rigged election, Black Lives Matter and and the Atifa riots and the COVID madness that brought along the medical tyranny, uh, there has been an increase in talks of another civil war, uh, another revolution, 1776 again, uh, an uprising, whatever you want to call it. Why is this? Why has talks of an uprising been increasing? Well, because people are starting to realize that this country is fucked. 
However, even even though we have what many people are calling a great awakening, millions of Americans are still under the impression that we can vote our way out of this. It's the same song and dance. Democrats are screaming, this is the most important election in America's history. We can't allow Trump back in office or the country will collapse. Meanwhile, on the other side, Republicans are screaming, this is the most important election in America's history. And if Joe Biden or any other libtard wins in 2024, then it'll be the end of America. And of course, you have libertarians who are trying to get a piece of the action, but all they're concerned about is having a third party. They just they just want to be a part of the part of the fight. You know, because having another corrupt party, that, that's gonna fix things. Here's an example of what I'm talking about, folks. This is a clip from an episode from the, from the uh, uh, Michael Malice podcast. Um, what's his What's his podcast called? I just uh, it's called You're Welcome with Michael Malice. You can get it on Spotify. He had on um, Sink Yagur at. I mean, I know I butchered the fuck out of that name. Uh, it's spelled C-E-N-K, and his last name is U-Y-G-U-R. Uh, yeah, whatever. However you pronounce his fucking name. Uh, anyway, he's the founder of the host of uh, the Young Turks. I call him the Young Turds. Uh, but his show is basically the same as Alex Jones and InfoWars. Uh, it's just on the Democrat slash progressive side of things. So here's a little clip. It's about two minutes and 30 seconds long. Uh, here's a little clip of him discussing to Michael Malice that, and if you listen to the entire episode, he discusses how he's not part of the mainstream media, how he's awake, how he really knows what the fuck's going on and Democrats need to wake up. And Joe Biden isn't the answer, but other Democrat governors that did COVID tyranny, the harshest, uh, they're the answer in 2024. Uh, And that's who we should vote for because um, voting for a turd in a fucking suit is much better than voting for Trump. So political malpractice, and that's part of how I'm fighting back. Look, I'm going to ask you to go to a couple of links if you if you agree. Okay, one is tyt.com slash dropout. That's a petition to push Biden out of the race. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and why people say, well, Jenk, there's no like Marianne. God bless her heart, but she's not g- g- gathering enough momentum. Uh, for for to win, you know whether you agree or disagree, that's fine. But like, there's no giant progressive that could replace him. So why are you trying to draw uh, push him out? Because I don't want to lose a Trump. Like it, <laughs> yes. their their mind is locked in from like MSNBC, New York Times, NPR brainwashing. 
Biden is the only one who can win. The corporate Democrat is the only one who can win. The incumbents must be supported. It is radical heresy not to support the incumbent Democrat. Bow your head, bow your head. And unfortunately, it totally works. Are you guys crazy? Biden is 15 points lower than when he eked out of Electoral College victory in 2020. He barely won by 43,000 votes in three swing states. Please spare me your horse crap about the 7.5 million votes in popular. I know, but that's not the point. I know Biden is more popular. I know that Trump is very unpopular. That's not the point. The point is, are you going to win the election? And we do that based on the Electoral College. And the guy who barely won last time, who is now 15 points lower and can barely get through a speech is not going to win. He's uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do a self aggrandizing analogy here. I feel like I'm Paul Revere and, and I'm going running like galloping through the streets saying Trump is coming. Trump is coming. Don't put out this guy who could barely dress himself to, if this is the most important election of our lifetimes and democracy is on the line. And I agree it is. You're going to put up a wounded antelope as your candidate? And then people say, oh, yeah, this is their favorite trick in the world. Again, taught to them by the people in mainstream media. They drilled it into their head. Oh, yeah, name another candidate. Easy. Literally every Democratic governor. Yeah, that's that's way better than most of the senators. (laughs) Yeah, look, the senators have issues, and certainly a handful of them would be way better. But there's a dozen popular Democratic governors. Trump is coming! Trump is coming! Trump is coming! What a fucking clown, man. This dude has such hardcore Trump derangement syndrome that he honestly believes he is the Paul Revere warning us of another potential Trump term in office. Where was this fucking Paul Revere uh, during the COVID madness? Oh, that's right. Uh, He was a major supporter in the mass mandates and the vaccine mandates. That's right. And according to the leader of the Young Turds, He thinks Democrat governors are the answer in 2024 instead of Joe Biden. And he only thinks that, by the way, because Joe Biden's really old. He honestly thinks that if Joe Joe Biden was younger and was able to still talk and walk around like a normal human fucking being, that he's a good president. He's done good things. But he wants a different option than Joe Biden, so... He wants governors, Democrat governors, to step up and answer the call in 2024. You know, governors such as Gavin Newsom, who had the most strict lockdowns, mass mandates, and vaccine mandates that rivaled the state of fucking New York. He'd make a good president, right? Or perhaps Governor Gretchen Whitmer. You know, the governor of Michigan. You know, the, the woman who had the FBI set up a fake kidnapping of her. She'd be a good, a good president, right? No? Okay. Well, her, here's a good one. Here's a good one. 
perhaps the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Grissom. You know, the, the one who just banned the Second Amendment in her state. You, you don't know who she is? Okay. Uh, well, here are some short clips of her talking about banning your Second Amendment. Um, and that, you know, banning it really isn't banning it. It's a suspension. Uh, and it's okay because it's it's a health issue. And it's not a ban. It's a temporary pause okay. so that we can make this community safer. Who say they won't enforce it? It's unconstitutional. Why do it if it can't be enforced? Well, that's their opinion. They have no bold actions. Fewer guns on the streets makes everyone safer. And I'm focused on everyone's constitutional rights, not it, just those the NRA says I should be focused on. It's But disgusting. we also have, Governor, are, the Constitution uh, of, the, of New Mexico and the Constitution of the United States, and you're an attorney. Do you think you're on solid constitutional ground here? Well, um, we're going to see. I mean, look, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I had the right. I have the right. Where is the right? Where is the In right? In the state of New Mexico, public health, it's a suspension. It's not a ban. Governor's office sending this statement. I don't need a lecture of constitutionality from Sheriff Allen. What I need is action. What we need is for leaders to stand up for the victims of violent crime. We need law enforcement, DAs, public officials, school leaders, and state agencies to use every single tool at their disposal to stop the violence, period. We've given you tools, Sheriff. Now stop being squeamish about using them. I will not back down from doing what's right, and I will always put the safety of the people of New Mexico first. These people don't give a, a shit about you. They care about one thing and one thing only. Power and control over you. So when I hear people say, or I read comments about people saying, uh, when will Americans rise up? When will Americans have our another civil war? Where's our revolution? Not anytime soon is my answer. Not anytime soon is what I comment. Think about it. Let me, before I get to the point of why we won't see a revolution or a civil war anytime soon, let me explain a little bit of history to you. The British fought the French and in, the the French and Indian War, uh, their French and their Indian allies in North America and Canada, back in 1754, in which the British won that war. Later in 1763, they called it the Seven Year War. Uh, they drove the French from Canada, uh, and pushed the Indians farther west. Now. The British needed money to replenish the gold chests from the recent seven-year seven war that they just had to fight. So what did they do? Well, the British, starting in 1765, taxed the fuck out of the colonists on things such as sugar, tea, and paper. Ten years later, you had the American Revolution. Ten years. It took 10 years 
or colonists to get pissed off enough to have a war against a country who wasn't even their country, by the way. It's not like us today where it's our government. It's It wasn't even their fucking country. Who was taxing them who were also 3,000 fucking miles away from them. A whole different fucking continent away. Would take them three months, the British, to sail over to North America. And let's not forget the War of 1812. The War of 1812, what is that? Well, that's a war where many Americans have no idea about. Uh, I suggest you read a book on it. The War of 1812 started because the British, and kind of, it, there were many reasons of why the War of 1812 started, but I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. Uh, it started because the British, who were at war with the French again, this was during the, the Napoleon Wars, um, they decided that, you know, they weren't going to take any shit from this upstart country called the United States of America, who at the time we barely had an army and we had little to pretty much no Navy. So the British started conducting blockades of American ports, battling with the fucking American trade ships in which they took prisoners and forced them to fight for the crown. Uh, You know, even then it took a few years of the British fucking with us, fucking with us, before as a country we decided to go to war with England again. The point is this. Back in 1776 and 1812, we had the same weaponry for the most part as the British did. And when I say the same weaponry, I mean like muskets, you know, uh, it's, it's not like today where let's say the people were to go to war with their own military, you know, they would have fucking tanks and drones and shit like that. We, we don't really have any of that. You know, back then I get it. The British had better equipment, uh, better muskets than what, than what we did. But for the most part, we kind of had the same weaponry, you know, it's like world war two. A lot of countries back then had kind of the same technology. You know, there really wasn't too much advancement. But anyways, um, they had the, the same weaponry for most part as the British did, and, and, and skills uh, in farming and hunting. So they were able to live off the land, you know, that they weren't living off the fucking government. And it took these people nearly a decade to have their revolution. Americans today are lazy, weak-minded, fat, unable to live off the land or hunt, are extremely reliant on the government. And we also, it's not even just all of that, it's just we also have so much fucking entertainment to keep us busy. And not concerned about politics and whatever the corrupt government is fucking doing. 
I think about the, what the average American does. They get up, they have a lot of bills to pay, right? If you have kids and shit, you got family to fucking support. You get up, you work around 40 to 50, some people 60, 70 hours a fucking week, depending on the job you have. Um, and we're at a point in time where it's not like, oh, okay, well, the wife could stay. No, 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 no. Like the wife's working too. And then guess what? You had to pay. If you have fucking kids, guess what? You got to pay for fucking, uh, you know, for, for your fucking kids. You got to pay. Oh, if, if they're young and they can't stay at home by themselves, guess what? You're paying for fucking, um, what is it? Uh, not child support, fucking daycare. And apparently, I just realized I don't have kids of my own, but daycare is super fucking expensive. It's like average of $1,600 a month. Which is fucking wild. Wild to me. The fuck costs 600 What are you doing? Where you're charging somebody for, 16, for $1,600 just to watch some kids. Play with fucking sit down. You Have them sit down, throw some Play-Doh at them. $1,600. Anyway, I'm kind of getting off the fucking topic here. But point is, is that when people are done with work, they got their sh- they got their issues at fucking work. They come home, they got issues at fucking home uh, that they got to fucking deal with. And they just want to come home and just say, oh my God, just leave me the fuck alone. Let me watch my fucking favorite Netflix show. Oh my God. Let me just fucking watch the NFL. Let me just have a fucking beer. On top of, oh man, I got to get to the gym. I got to get into shape. I got to eat better. Government and politics and all this other shit. Yeah, that's on the last thing on a lot of Americans' minds. It's only been nearly four years since COVID tyranny. Look at what it took just four years ago during the lockdowns, during the mandates, for even just a small, a few million Americans to not comply not even violence just not comply just literally just say nah i'm not doing this nah i'm not wearing a mask nah i'm not gonna take the vaccine nah you can fire me go fuck yourself took a lot millions of americans still willingly complied with a lot of it So I say this for myself also. I don't know how to live out the fucking land. I don't know how to fucking hunt. I'm not, I'm not a fat fuck, but I'm not in the best shape that I could fucking be in. We could all be in better shape. I'm not lazy, but I'm not like a fucking... 
I'm not a go out and fuck. I mean, listen, I enjoy my off time just as the other, uh, just as the next guy does. I don't watch sports as nearly as much as what I used to five, six, seven years ago. But I still like to, to sit down and watch. Well, you know, I did like to watch Aaron Rodgers until he uh, blew out his fucking Achilles. But I like to sit down with some, with some friends, play some Call of Duty, A lot of Americans live, even poor Americans, they got a pretty decent life. So, point is, it's going to have to get a lot worse, folks. It's going to have to get a lot worse before we see anything close to another American revolution. Or a civil war. Or an uprising. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's going to be a while. So. It's going to happen. Let's let's not get it twisted. It's going to happen. It's not if, but when. But it's going to be a while. Because you've got people who still think that we can vote our way out of this. And I was in the same boat too, folks. It was just last year where during the midterms where I was like, man, come on guys, let's go, let's go vote for Carrie Lake. We we all got to get out and the more votes, they can't steal every vote. Come on. Come on guys. We got the red wave. Come on. We can win the fucking midterms. And then that can transfer over to 2024. Get out and vote. How much of that mattered? The governor of fucking Arizona now, what is it? Not Carrie Lake. Uh, fucking Hobbs. Care, not, it's Kelly Hobbs. Whatever the fucking dumb, dumbass name is. She never even campaigned. She didn't campaign at all. Her Instagram had a few thousand followers. People still vote for her. Whether you think it's rigged, stolen, fucking, or just a bunch of people who just don't pay attention to politics, um, you know, voting with their emotions, whatever it is, the point is, your vote means shit. Your vote doesn't mean a goddamn thing. And that's what I'm talking about here with, it's not even just Democrats talking about how we can't get Trump back in. Can't get, oh, we can't have Trump back in. Trump derangement syndrome. It's beginning to be like the opposite with Republicans, Democrat syndrome. And I get it, the Democrat Party's done a lot of fucked up shit. But a lot of Republicans and conservatives believe that the 2020 election and the 2020, 2022 midterms were fucking stolen. It was 
a rigged election. And, you know, when you have what we saw during 2020, when you have what we saw during the 2022 midterms with the Arizona governor, <laughs> with uh, uh, what happened in Pennsylvania, uh, who's that? A Fetterman. He got voted in. A little retard. Stroke victim. And then I forget what the other, there was another politician who got voted in, a Democrat who won, but they had to like redo it uh, because she was dead. <laughs> people voted in a, people voted in a dead person. They're like, and so they had to send out like a letter or whatever, a memo, or whatever, a notice out saying, hey, while we appreciate your support for this candidate, uh, they're dead. We just didn't take them off the ballot, you know, because we figured you'd be paying attention and wouldn't vote for a dead person. But you keep fucking telling me. You keep telling me. As Republicans don't do anything about Hunter Biden, as they don't fucking do anything about Joe Biden, um, as they don't do anything about the January 6th political prisoners. Uh, you keep fucking telling me that my vote counts and that that we need to do everything possible to win in 2024, even though you said that the last election was stolen. And you think that the next election is going to be stolen as well. But your vote counts. I'm supposed to waste my fucking time and go out and vote. It's going to have to get a lot, a lot worse before we see anything close to another American fucking revolution. Don't hold your breath, people.